Today, I'm just going to lay the foundation for the series, something that I call dream power. We're going to read together Luke 19, verse 1 through 8. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector. Shout, shout, chief tax collector in the region. And he had become, everybody say, very rich. Very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree. Everybody say fig tree. Beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Verse 8. Oh, and it says Zacchaeus quickly came down, of course. And then verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus... After they had gotten to Zacchaeus' home, Jesus had told and said, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Lord, we ask that you would just uh, work a miracle today, naturally and supernaturally, engage our minds. Engage our imagination. Engage our hearts. You know where we are and what we need and what you want to do with our lives. So just help us to lean into you and have your way in Jesus' name. Everybody shout amen. 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 Please be seated. Dream power. Dreams have power. I'm sure all of us can remember as kids, we all had dreams. Some of us perhaps dreamt of being great athletes or astronauts or performing before thousands or dreamt of how beautiful the wedding would be one day. Dreams. As for me, as a little kid growing up, I can remember all the way up till I was about 13 or 14 years old, my dream was to be a police officer. Not just any police officer. I was determined to become a plainclothes detective officer because I was inspired by Starsky and Hutch. Some of you may remember that, a multicolor sports car. And even before Starsky and Hutch, as a little kid, I was inspired by uh, this police show, show that was called The Mob Squad, that uh, had an African American uh, on there whose name was Link. And Link had an afro, like that. And I imagined myself growing up with an afro. Being a plain clothes police officer. And I was dead set on that till about 13, 14 years old. And I happened to see the uh, movie Serpico. And life settled in for me because Serpico was a detective who had discovered corruption in the force and almost got killed by his own partners. And when I saw that movie, I said, hmm. Don't think I'm going to be a police officer. (laughs) 
Isn't that kind of how it happens for us, right? We have dreams as kids growing up uh, and in our teenage years, young adult, you know, at some point life sets in. For some of us, life setting in really means that we took the dreams that we wanted to pursue and we tucked them away in a box somewhere and pushed it to the side because we ultimately decided to pursue the dreams that our our family members, our parents had for us. So the fields of medicine and engineering and law and education and even preaching is full of people who went that direction because it was the expectation of their family. And they took their dreams and they tucked it away. Still, there are others who pursue dreams uh, on the bulk of your life. And at this point, I mean, you feel like you've reached a level of success. And you feel like, I don't even really need to dream anymore. You've just been kind of grinding out life day in and day out without any dream. And still others, you feel like you've aged out. You're at an age now, maybe you're in retirement, and it says, ah, the dream thing is way behind me. But how many of you know that God has attached power to dreaming? Matter of fact, uh, one of the things that I want to suggest is when we think about life, one way to... understand life is that life can be a dream slayer. Tell the person next to you, life can kill your dreams. Tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life can be a dream. See, some of us, we stopped dreaming because we ran into a trial or a series of trials or we ran into a particular tragedy or we pursued a dream up to a particular point and then life fell apart and we decided that I'm not going to dream because the risk is too great. I am not going to put my heart out there to be hurt or wounded or stepped on ever again. Life can be a dream slayer. I just heard last week the story about uh, a woman who in San Francisco was watching the news and she saw that this young man had had a mental health um, episode and was in San Mateo and in the middle of the streets and the police were trying to secure him. He was fighting the police and they tasered him, tasered him. And unfortunately, by the time he got to the hospital, he had died. And she's watching this on the news, and so she started praying for the family. She just couldn't imagine the mother of this child, the family of this child. And about 45 minutes later, there was a knock at her door, and she went and answered the door, only to, figure, to find out that the young man who had died was her son. You see, life can be a dream slayer. This is part of what Habakkuk is talking about. And I, I want to spend the first kind of half of this message kind of looking at Habakkuk, who happens to be one of my favorite prophets. Uh, Habakkuk was this great person of, of faith. He was a prophet and probably lived during the days of Jeremiah. And he just, he just you know, he, he so loved God until one day, however, the Babylonians came in and 
and, and broke the walls of the city of Jerusalem down, desecrated, destroyed the temple, started deporting uh, some of the leaders out of the city, and there was violence, and there was pain everywhere, and he just got, it was, he had run into tragedy, and, 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 and he started to have a conversation with God, because life was trying to slay his dreams, and, 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 and this, this, this is, I, I love quoting this in chapter one, because he sounds so much like so many of us, right? He, he begins by saying, how long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery wherever I look? I see destruction and violence. There are communities all over the country who, who, are, who can articulate this and say, yes, this is our reality. I'm surrounded by people who love, shout love, to argue and fight. He's got to be talking about Washington, D.C. right there. He's just got to be talking about D.C. right there. The law has become paralyzed and there is no justice in the courts. Listen, there are communities that say, yes, you're telling our story right here. The wicked, somebody, I know somebody in here have said this in one way or the other. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. And what he's really saying is, God, I believe in you. I know you sit on the throne. I know you stand in charge, but I haven't seen you in a while. Doesn't look like you're paying attention and life is out of control and, and I don't want to start dreaming anymore because, because you know, this is a, can you answer me, God? What's going on? Come on, everybody shout, what's going on? What's going on? Now, I know that as we think about our own world and the stuff in our families and the stuff on TV, I know that there's somebody in here who understands what, is, what Habakkuk is articulating. Like, wow, God, what's the use? That's what he's saying. But then God answers Habakkuk by giving him a vision, by giving him a dream in chapter 2. Uh, he essentially says to uh, Habakkuk in chapter 2, that ultimately he's, he's going to say, look, the Babylonians, you know, they're going to have a season, and then... I'm going to restore Jerusalem. And I'm going to give you this. But here's how he articulated this dream. He says, uh, verse chapter 2, listen, here's what he says. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets. King James Version says, write the vision on the tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This is a vision for future times. That describes the end and it will be fulfilled. Everybody shout, write the vision. Everybody shout, write the dream. What would it look like? For, when is the last time you wrote your dream out? What it, would it look like if you wrote your dream out for your family? If you wrote your dream out for your marriage? If you wrote your dream out for the next five years of, this, of your life, what would that dream look like? What, part of what, what, the, what the prophet is, is, is being instructed to do is don't just kind of imagine it, write it down. Everybody shout, write it down. Come on, the Bible does this repeatedly. 
For example, how, how the Bible writes down the dream. Whenever we talk about prophecy in the Bible, what we're really talking about is God's dream being made plain for us and for the future. For example, Zechariah chapter 8. Watch this. Here's, 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 here's God's dream for Israel to be restored. He paints the picture. Listen to what he says. He says, this is what the Lord of the heaven's army says. Once again, old men and women will walk Jerusalem streets with their canes and will sit together in the city squares. And the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls at play. Can you see the picture? Everybody shout, write the dream. Or go to Isaiah. Watch what he writes in Isaiah chapter 11 uh, about, a, about a future day. Here he writes, he, God gives the prophet this. He's just writing a dream. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearlings will be safe with the lion. And a little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. Come on, say, write a dream. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put its hand in a nest of deadly snakes without harm. He's writing a dream. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, God declares. For as the water fills the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. Come on, let's give God a hand praise. God is saying that that day will come. But you've got to write it down and, and keep it in front of you. Here, here comes Revelations 21. Here's another place where we find the, the dream is written down uh, from God's perspective. Uh, the, the writer says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a beautiful bride dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and, and, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Come on now and watch this. This is what the mother who lost her son, she needs to hear this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be, oh, I look forward to this, no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Come on now, write the dream. Come on. And the one sitting on the throne says, look, I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down. For what I tell you is trustworthy and true. When is the last time you've written down God's dream for your life? When's the last time you've written down whatever you would imagine your dream to be? I challenge you to get out of here today, go home and sit down with somebody. And, 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 and what's, do you have a dream? One of the questions may be, has life killed your ability to dream? Write it down. The next thing that Habakkuk points out is once you write it down, watch this, you have to then wait for it. Everybody shout, wait for it. Oh, this is the problem, right? Go back to Habakkuk chapter 2. Here, here, here's, what he, here's, here's what he says. He, he, uh, uh, he, he says, he says uh, chapter 2, chapter 2, uh, uh, 
verse, the vision is for the future time. It describes the end. It will be fulfilled if it seems slow. Come on now. That's where we get in trouble right there. If it seems slow in coming, watch it. Wait patiently. Oh my goodness. And it doesn't mean wait complaining, wait fussing. Wait. He's talking to Zachariah. He's talking to back. He said, I know you've been, you've, been, you've been pulling your hair out, but no man, listen. Wait patiently for it will surely take place and not ultimately be delayed. No, this is where it gets the problems. Because the pursuit of every dream that God gives, they never, God's dreams never happens overnight. It always come over time. And even if it feels like it showed up overnight, it's just because you just woke up at the wrong time. Come on. It took a while. Everybody shout, it takes time. It takes time. It takes time. And so many of us, we run into difficulty pursuing the dream, and we say, that's it. I'm tired. The dream for your future, dream for your relationship, dream for your kids, dream for your job. I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired. We walk out. But God's dreams require us. I, I think it's important to write them down. And then secondly, to know that it's going to be a waiting period. That's why you write it down. So you revisit that dream. You revisit what God said. You keep revisiting. And when you revisit it, God is able to use that that dream to to inspire you and to renew you and to help you to hold on just a little longer. Now, let me tell you a quick story uh, because it's one of my favorites. You've heard it before. and I'll, I'll give you the short version. You know, in uh, 1963, the march on Washington, people across all race and class showed up in D.C. to fight for uh, uh, racial justice. Mahalia Jackson uh, was the featured soloist. And we just finished burying uh, uh, Aretha Franklin, who was known as the Queen of Soul. But Mahalia Jackson was known as the Queen of Gospel. And, and, and she... She headlined, and, 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 and she, she was singing just before Dr. King uh, got up. And the song she sung was, I've been buked, and I've been scorned. And, and, and she ad-libbed the song on that day. You should see it on the video. And, and she, she ad-libbed. She said, she said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to tell Jesus on y'all. <laughs> uh, it's just, just power. Then, then she exited off of the way. Come on now. When she exited back, she stepped back, and Dr. King stepped up, and, and he began to describe. Watch this, and I'm going to tell you, here's one of the most powerful things about dreams. Just stay with me. He began to describe as he laid out his speech, kind of the world as it is. Everybody shout, the world as it is. The world as it is. The world as it is. He talked about how 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, his people were still not free. He uh, described the world as it is. He talked about how uh, the, the, the Negro in Mississippi uh, could not vote and the one in New York did not feel that he had anything for which to vote. And he was just describing the world as it was. And, 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 and Mahalia is sitting behind him. And she's got a sense of the crowd. And she's feeling that he's kind of, it's, it's a good speech, it's a powerful speech, but, 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 but he, 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 does, he, hasn't, he hasn't yet lifted the people out of 
the world as it is. Write this down. Watch, write this down. One thing that the absence of dreams do is that they seduce you into believing that all there is is the world as it is. That when you don't have a dream, life is able to beat you into submission. That the best that you can have is what is right now. And so if you're in misery right now, they say that's the best you can have. If you're in brokenness right now, they say that's the best you can have. If you're in poverty right now, it says that you're the best you can have. But the power to dream, come on now, uh, has the ability to lift you. And Mahalia was saying, Dr. King hadn't gotten there. So she screamed out. She said, Martin, tell him about a dream you had. Because she had heard him give the speech multiple times before. And on a dime, he started talking about, come on, everybody shout, write it down. Write it down. It wasn't even in the speech. But afterwards, somebody came back and wrote it down. Uh, He said, I dream of the day when my four little uh, kids will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And he started to paint that picture. Come on now. And suddenly the people began to see that there could be a day beyond that day. Wow. All right. Now, hear, hear me, hear me, hear me. And I'm going to shift over to that case. But hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. All of us need a Mahalia Jackson in our life. All of us need somebody from time to time to say, remember the dream God gave you. All of us need somebody to remind us that, 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 that there's, there's more to life than what we're living. And so, and so, and so you need to ask yourself, who's, the, who's my dream cheerleader? Right. Who's my dream? Okay, watch this point. Write this point down. And from time to time, sometimes we're the person who needs a Mahalia Jackson. And sometimes... God calls us to be the Mahalia Jackson. To speak power of dream into the life of our kids. To speak the possibility of the future into the lives of our spouses. To speak uh, that, that life still has much to gain from the seniors that are in our lives. Sometimes we've got to be the Mahalia Jackson to remind people, hey, remember the dream God gave you. When is the last time you've been a cheerleader for somebody else's dream? Write that question down. It's a challenge God is making. All right. Well, while it's true. So, life can be a dream slayer. God is a dream giver. That's what he does to Habakkuk. And not only is God a dream giver, watch this. God is also a dream redeemer. That's the story of Zacchaeus. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just take you on the journey. Let me just show you what I have discovered as I as I walked with Zacchaeus in this story and thinking about uh, thinking about how God is a dream redeemer, how God is a dream refresher, how God is a dream renewer. Uh, 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 Zacchaeus is, is a remarkable figure here, see. The text begins by talking about Zacchaeus and it says that uh, Zacchaeus is not merely a tax collector, 
but he's the chief tax collector. Uh, Jericho is an important city. It is, it is the go-between. You have to go through Jericho in order to get to what is now pleasant Iraq and, uh, and Iran. And they, there was taxes that was charged, on high taxes for people who were going through it. And, 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 and this fellow, Zacchaeus, he wasn't just a tax collector. He was, he was the chief tax collector. Uh, uh, he, you know what tax collectors, the Jewish uh, tax collectors who, who got money from their people, and in this case, collected money from, from trans transit and all of that but they were so abusive to their own people that they would gouge them for their resources but but he wasn't just one of them he was the chief shout the chief uh, uh, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector Zacchaeus was the CTC in charge and the text says he had he had reached the heights of his dream because the text says he was very, shout very, very rich. Come on now. Zacchaeus had gotten to where a lot of us trying to get to. Zacchaeus, he was very rich. That, that means he, he was Zerko, Jericho. He, 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 was, he was the man in the city of Jericho. That, that, that he had the biggest corporate office in the city of Jericho. He had the leading corporate business. His influence as the wealthy man shaped the politics in Jericho. Could you imagine the house that, that the chief tax collector lived in? Can you imagine how it was beautifully adorned? Could you not imagine the chariot that the Lexus chariot that the chief tax collector rode in? Come on now. I, I, I'm sure he had his own button push stuff. Come on. Uh, could you not? Can you not imagine uh, 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 the, the servants that came in and out and served? Oh man, he was large and in charge. He was living his dream. Business, office, house, family, money. But the first insight is his name. Everybody shout Zacchaeus. You see, Zacchaeus means pure and innocent. His parents who named him had a vision for his life. Come on, his parents who named him uh, had a dream for how he would be a God-honoring person. He would, he would be a, a man of innocence. He would be a man of righteousness. He would be a man of faithfulness. He would be a man that would be thinking about others before he thought about himself. And I don't know at what point life happened but somewhere in his growing up years life must have happened maybe it was a tragedy maybe his mom or his father died real early and he said forget this being faithful to God I need to be faithful to me maybe he ran into some trial uh, some unexpected maybe he and his family lost their house to a tax collector and perhaps he decided forget this goody two-shoe I'm going to end up being a tax collector and I'm not just going to be a collector I'm going to be the best tax collector ever because it's all about me I, I don't know but I think life happened and, and all we know is that his name, every time, every time somebody would say his name, Zacchaeus, they would remind him of God's dream for his life. But then he had to wrestle with his dream. So I believe that what's not in the text, but what caused him to want to see Jesus is because he started being restless at night. 
Because God's dream started conflicting with his dream. And so the text says, when he heard that Jesus was coming, now he'd heard about Jesus. He'd heard that Jesus gave sight to the blind and healed the sick and didn't charge them a copay. He, 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 he had heard about Jesus. Come on. He had heard about Jesus. That, 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 that Jesus was forgiving people of their sins and setting them free. And he wasn't trying to take any of the credit. He had heard about Jesus who fed 5,000 on one day. Come on now. Walked on the water in the storm to rescue those that were in trouble. And his popularity. Jesus was a popular, at that moment, a popular man. And yet he seemed to be governed by a value system that was otherworldly and because of his own conflict come on well then there's another thing in the text you could miss it it says that Zacchaeus wanted to see him he wanted to see him shall see but he couldn't because he was short the King James version gets us close to the real Greek here it says he was short in statue and if you look at the word statue The Greek word that is translated statue, watch me, can also be translated maturity. He was a big man of influence, but he was short in maturity. He he, he did not understand. He had a perception of the world that did not include, come on now, it was not a God-centered perception. He he was he was he was a big man, but he was he was he was limited in spiritual perception. He 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 had values, but but they didn't line up with God's values. That's why he needed to see him. That's why he needed to see him. Oh, I love this. Watch this. And so he runs up and climbs up. In a sycamore fig tree. I like the New Living Translation because it points out that it's a fig tree. And at this time of the season, the figs are blooming. And I think what Luke is trying to say about this wealthy man is be careful about pursuing your dreams if they're not God's dream because because what we do we see Zacchaeus he climbs up I wish you could see the picture there he is up among the branches surrounded by all of the fig fruit and I think Zacchaeus in his own way was saying I got all this money I got all this power I got all this influence and yet my life feels so fruitless But God had been working. God had been working. For some of y'all, you're here because God has been working. God has been working. You you know, you've been having a hard time sleeping. God has been working. Your consciousness has been waking up. As a matter of fact, the reason why some of the news has been upsetting you so recently is because God has been working. God has been working. He's he's waking up some consciousness. And and you're here, surprised to hear this text about a redeemed dream. And and so here he is. He doesn't think Jesus sees him. Come on now. But, but, But he didn't know that he ended up right where Jesus. Jesus wanted him. Tell the person next to you right where Jesus wants you today. Tell him. Jesus comes under the tree. 
Nobody introduces him. He is not supposed to know that he's up there. Come on now. Zacchaeus is hiding among the fruit. And Jesus looks up. Nobody tells him his name. Because Jesus knew him before he was in his mother's womb. God had already called out a place for Zacchaeus in his will. Come on now. Uh, Jesus knew who he was and where he lived and what he was about and how he'd been stirred. And it was as though, come on now, Jesus walks under the tree. And he looks up. And it was as though Jesus says, you're right. You're right. You're right there with all the fruit. You're right. You're right. You're right. He looks up. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. Come on now. I know you're high. Come on. On your influence. You're high on your power. But you got to come down before I can lift you up the right way. Come down. Come down. Come down. Come down. Come down. Listen, 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 listen. Here's what we know is true. Sometimes God will let your perfect life fall apart. Because he needs to get you down before he can build you up the right way, y'all. Come on now. And, and so the text says, in verse 6, it says, Zacchaeus, come down. And he's overjoyed. He's overjoyed. He's overjoyed. I, I skipped over verse 7, but the people around, and, and Jesus said, I'm going to go to your house and have dinner. And the people around said, oh, no. I'm, you know, I'm not getting me. He must not be God because he, he's, he's going to that center house. And, you know, here's what they were saying. Zacchaeus, watch it is not redeemable watch this his dreams are so self-centered and so self-focused that they're beyond God's redeeming power but they just didn't know Jesus religious folk who didn't know Jesus oh God so 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 Jesus walks on in and we don't know what happened but evidently around the dinner table Jesus started to teach and explain who he was and explain the kingdom principles and explain eternity. And, and evidently he said something like, you know, you know, your money, what's going to happen when you die? It, you can't take it with you. Come on now. Evidently he said, you know, that lecture shared it. Somebody going to be driving it when it's over. Uh, uh, evidently he said, you know, this house, come on, I don't know what he said. But you know, somebody else going to pay the mortgage on it and it's going to belong to somebody. What about your soul? Come on now. Uh, 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 are you ready? Uh, uh, your soul fruitful do you want to live in a way that you can outlive your time on the planet and when Jesus got through preaching over dinner come on now the text says Zacchaeus stood up and in his own way he would say Lord I believe and let me show you how I believe come on now I don't give half of my wealth to the poor and if I cheated anybody I'll pay it back four times he cheated a lot all right, what's the teacher? That very moment, Zacchaeus allowed Jesus to redeem his dream. And whenever you have a Jesus redeemed dream, there are three things that is, that is always present. You're always asking yourself the question, how can I live more for God? And the second thing you find yourself doing you're being more generous towards others. You see the invisible and you begin to be generous. The third thing you do is that it moves you towards justice. And that's what happens. He, he says, because I love you so much, I, I'm going to now love my neighbors. Come on now. And my heart has changed. The proof is I'm generous. I'm not stingy. And I now need to move towards justice because I've been dogging out people. I need to try to write there. Wrong. 
Can you imagine the impact of one man's dream being transformed had on that city, Jericho? He said he's going to give half his wealth to the poor. Can you imagine? That means that people who are homeless suddenly got enough money to buy some land and plant some and become part of the farming community. That means that some of the children who were going to bed hungry at night all across on the wrong side of the Jericho town, suddenly they were able, come on now, to go to bed with full stomachs. That means that, that women who used to walk with no shoes could now had sandals for their feet. That, that means that, he says, he, says, he says, I'll repay four times anybody that I've cheated. That means that folk who had crafts but they couldn't afford to buy the material, now they, they can do their craft and bring it into the center of the Jericho economy, one man with a transformed dream transformed Jericho. Changed the destiny of the next generation in his household. What does it look like? The next few weeks is about my inviting you to start dreaming again. Shout, I need to dream again. And then to hold those dreams up that God might examine them and where they need to be redeemed and renewed so you can be a part of his redemption in the world. Let him do it. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Give God a hand of praise.